everybody, and welcome to In My Opinion, The Good Fight Podcast. This one covering Season 3, Episode 7, titled The One Where Diane and Liz Topple Democracy. I'm the host, Mike Marbach, and today I'm joined by Tia Kemp. Hello. Molly Scullion. Hello. Jack O'Keefe. Hello. And Keen Cobb. Hello. All right. Uh, before we get into our first impressions, got to mention that we have shows coming up. Crossroads Comedy Theater is doing live, in-person shows for the first time since, well, first time for the theater, but some of these shows have not performed since February of 2020, 15 months ago. So check out xroadscomedy.com if you are in the Philly area. If you're not in the Philly area, go there, check out our podcast, because this isn't the only one we do. All right, uh, let's hit those first impressions. Jack O'Keefe, what do you got? Uh, I think another solid episode. Uh, I love that this is getting into the part of the book club arc that I really like. It's really starting to ask some questions about like, you know, uh, the idea of like civility in the modern political landscape and, Mm -hmm. you know, whether playing by the rules does make you uh, a good guy when playing by the rules means you are always going to lose pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I I think it's absolute book club is absolutely my favorite like season long arc in I think any season of the good verse as far as like pretty contained like we are doing this for this season Mm -hmm. uh spoilers uh but the book club shockingly doesn't stay uh past the trump administration (laughs) um but yeah i I think that i I like the stuff around this episode as well blum is still entertaining uh if you can tell i have nothing else i appreciate that the, the show is starting to react to blum the way that i am so I like that that's where we're, we're getting more to that mirror, uh, but all in all solid episode. Oh, uh, Molly. Um, yeah, I enjoyed this episode a lot. Um, I think I, I really love the book club stuff. And like Jack said, it's like, you know, getting into some deeper elements here, which is interesting. And I want the Gary Carr storyline is one of my favorites of the show. So that was a blast as well. Uh, yeah, I'm glad uh, Molly mentioned it. The Gary Carr stuff was great. Uh, if if not for the one, the one moment that I got to see uh, Kush Jumbo use her actual real accent for like a split second, mm-hmm. she said Britishisms. Uh, it was great. Uh, I loved how how not quirky, but like I, I gotta say it, it felt like I could see it from a mile away. Her like getting along with uh, Gary Carr like so swimmingly, but like I did enjoy seeing that. Just seeing her kind of like enjoy it because like the whole relationship with uh, Colin started from dislike and like angst from that. So like not on mm-hmm. good terms. This is like a genuine. Hey, you seem kind of cool. Hey, you seem cool. Let's talk. And it's like a real. It's like a happier kind of nature from it. Um, and the Blum stuff is great. And if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he getting the um, the cartoon version of uh, John Barron on his back? Or was that someone uh, else? Roger that was Stone. Roger Stone. Oh, okay. But the cartoon version that the good that the good fight used. Yeah, I think it's the same illustration. Okay. All right. Tia. Uh yeah, this was a really good episode. Um I 
love me some Downton Abbey. So I was really happy to see Gary. Um, worth noting that his character on Downton's name is Jack. Jack, <laughs> uh, what are the odds? Um, and you based I based it off me. <laughs> yes. So um, I also really, really love uh, how they're exploring the discussions of race uh, with Luca in particularly. We haven't really mm -hmm. seen this before. I have a lot more thoughts on that. Um, and also love the dialogue between Diane and Liz about voter suppression. Um, the only thing I did not like about the episode is that they made Kathy and the Jimmy a bad person. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm like that, not Sister Mayor Patrick. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> right. um, but other than that was really fun. Yeah. yeah. Hasn't uh, she been through enough? We've all seen Rat Race. <laughs> I enjoyed the episode. It wasn't, again, my favorite, like these middle episodes haven't been particularly jaw dropping for me, but mm -hmm. what they have done is set the table to the point it seems to be overflowing um like where, where if in, in episodes nine and and ten it seems like a whole lot of shit's going to get spilled all over and storylines are going to crisscross and it's going to be a mess um, so i'm really looking forward to nine and ten but uh the two that we're going to be talking about tonight yeah didn't, didn't grab me i really enjoyed the gary carr stuff uh i did like the budding relationship between luca and and him, uh, and Blum continues to amuse me. He's now veering more into Al Swearingen territory with some of the more flowery language, which I particularly enjoy. Uh, and if you like that sort of thing, you can check out Canned Peaches, a Deadwood podcast, which we also do. Um, other than that, I don't have much to add. So let's just dive right in with the case, which is centering around the voting machines, um, getting different uh, results, altering results, and also the book club getting their hooks into this too. Uh, first and foremost, if me and you are doing some secluded type shit in a bat cave, uh, <laughs> and then you decide to interrupt my world, like if you're you're making yeah. my two worlds collide, mm -hmm. you gotta give me a heads up. Like you can't yeah. just show up and be like, "Hey, like no, no, you you ain't supposed to be here, brother." Like no, so yeah, yeah. that was a real douche move on on uh -huh. their part. And they have moved out of the catacombs and into <laughs> a uh, uh, it looks like a abandoned warehouse, or maybe they're fixing something, fixing up somewhere. Uh, but yeah, that is how do they just spring that on them? Instead of the uh, the bat cave, it's the book cave. <laughs> I call the Dewey Decimal. <laughs> Dewey Decimal. All right. Um, do. <laughs> um, yeah, Rochelle's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. it's, I mean, you know, sorry, I can't think of a different word right now. Um, not, obviously not like, she's just inappropriate. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's one of those things that would cause me to cut somebody off. You know, mm -hmm. like, it's like, okay, you cross the line. I'm not answering your phone calls. I'm not answering your texts. Like you messing with my money. Uh, so yeah, I agree with Keen. I, that was, I was shocked. And it, I feel like it gave me like mafia vibes, just the energy of the book club right now. And mm -hmm. it's like, we got to take Rochelle out, like, or somebody got to leave. But then it's also like, I'm, I feel like giving clown mask to Liz and Diane, cause they're still participating. Yeah. Um, with and I feel like they have 
I don't know what everybody else is doing for their day jobs, but I feel like Diane and Liz have a lot more to lose. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe they can contribute, but they're just straight up like if, the, you know, Diane's getting surveilled anyway, it's just, mm. I don't think they should be in. This is Maya behavior and being involved with the book club. Uh, this confirms my theory that if you put enough white women in a room enough times, it will just, anything would just become an MLM. <laughs> like they started, uh, you know, wanting to, you know, win back America, but now it definitely has reached the point where it feels like, well, if you're not interested in the cause, you know? Yeah. I, um, I also love just it it was it's classic hacker stuff like <laughs> just 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 getting into the mainframe <laughs> Diana, Diana's like no I want to push the button <laughs> what like, enter oh <laughs> no, the any key uh, <laughs> yeah I like that ending moment I thought for sure that she was going to be like, this has to stop. I, I thought maybe she felt that the book club was the ones that were paying. Um, uh, Kathleen, uh, was it Eno, Judge Eno? Mm-hmm. Uh, to rule against so that they can keep those machines in, in circulation. Um, but then she's like, yeah, she wants to do it. Uh, Bring me off. Any other thoughts? Um, I don't know. It's like I, I enjoy that. Oh man, the ha- yeah, uh, just the hacker stuff. It was to me for this one. It was just too much. Mm-hmm. Then I then I started getting mixed up. Like, all right, wait. So the malware is already there. So something else. But you're gonna stack your malware on top so it can infiltrate that malware and become the prime. Am I, I mean, I get it a little bit, but at the same time, I was like, all right, isn't this about, about relationships and, and, and the law process? I'm, I'm done with this, with this part of it. They so what is, on that. We've gotten a sense of like some of the other women's jobs. Like we know that like, I think Rochelle is a PR firm. I think so. Or maybe that's, and, and or maybe Blonde Woman does a PR firm. Uh, I Blonde I don't, Woman was another uh, lawyer. Oh like yeah. Lower, maybe. I, I don't know. Has have we ever been told what Hacker Woman does? She's a. I think she's a barista, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I know she took a call one time, and she was like at like one like the, mm. like a like a like a Starbucks sink, uh-huh. like like a, in the back or something like cleaning stuff out. I think, but she could have been like in the coffee shop. I can't remember. I mean, I, don't I, know. I, I, I think she's. Uh, I actually think she's starring in the Jagged Little Pill on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Molly, for being so dumb and not, <laughs> not knowing. Uh, Which I, I will say multiple times this season, I have looked up. Well, I love Lauren Patton. She's she's a great actress. But um, I have looked up multiple people because a lot of potential assholes, um, speaking to one of Keen's locks, have Tony's pending because <laughs> the Tony's didn't happen oh, last yeah. year. There's a couple of Tony's oh my God. pending. Yeah. yeah, if the Tony's happen. Oh my God, this is so interesting. If the Tonys even just fucking happened, Aaron Tibet yeah. gets a Tony. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I was like, I because I, I, I double checked him. I was like, I don't think he has one already. And mm-hmm. then I saw it. And it was right. And, and he is the sole nominee. 
but it's a weird thing where it's like yeah. if enough people don't vote for him or just <laughs> if enough people choose not to vote he won't get it yeah who is this uh uh he plays uh god i can't remember the character's name it's something like Zabel, but that's another yeah. twiggy blonde man in another <laughs> prestige show. Mm. Okay. All right. Uh, the uh, other things from this that we didn't discuss is uh, we, we, did, we did bring up that uh, Jojino was on the ticket. Spencer Zhao. Spencer Zhao. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Fuck out of me. The, the Zhao alert. <laughs> oh, man. That's who he plays. He's the opposing counsel in the that second year. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so we know that Jojino is on the take. The way we get that info is from Charlotte. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh but in that conversation, there's other stuff that we'll bring up with uh with Blum. Uh but Adrian is very protective of that information. Will not spill it. Well, excuse me in that same in that same moment when uh charlotte uh judge hazelwood uh tells adrian that judge eno's on the take remember he kind of was surprised but he never said why he was surprised because remember adrian or judge charlotte was like oh are you surprised because she's a woman and he's like no it's because and then it just cut Mm -hmm. to black so can somebody help me out with that like is there something behind that or not really no okay he just said because and then it cut to black because she was like oh because she's a woman she can't be on the take and he's like no and then that's it maybe it was just referring to a couple of the objections that were sustained um Ah. he kind of reacted to like really you know okay possibly um like some of those kind of started adding up to him and i don't know if the kings uh, are listening to this one they can always uh tweet at us and yeah. experts underscore comedy and let us let us know yeah and the other thing connected to that which i i also hope the kings will reach out to us about uh but it will probably be revealed or maybe molly and jack know already i'm starting to worry that charlotte's gonna break adrian's heart because i'm wondering starting if, <laughs> i'm i'm wondering if she's setting him up because homegirl keeps showing up at his job you know, Keen, you mentioned, you know, the book club showing up, but every but, time he's in a but that's case. Her, that's her job too, though. Like she, that's, <laughs> that's her, that's, if anything, he's in her offices, like, where she clocks in. Yeah, but I mean, that's her place of employment. <laughs> but I, mean, I think uh, I'm not that surprised that that would happen to him. Uh, that's a good call. Because, honestly, there's no... Um, there's no, in my opinion, there's no give and take with them two. It's literally just fun. There's no like, there's no dependency because they're they're both well-to-do people. So they're just having fun. So she's just having fun. Uh, hopefully yeah. he's having fun too and don't don't get uh don't get uh, caught up in the rapture. I don't know why I said the rapture. I'm thinking of Anita Ooh, Baker. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, hopefully he ain't smelling himself too much. He'll be all right, and he'll uh, he won't get hurt too bad. But yeah, she's mm-hmm. yeah, she's just having fun. And quick question: Is that the same judge that's in her own <laughs> no. show? No. Okay. Yeah, the judge you're thinking about. I wish I knew her name, but she was in uh, Luke Cage. She was the cop uh, in that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. It, uh, and she's married to somebody who also plays in Luke Cage. Anyway, 
um back to back to the good fight um but yeah just this pattern of her just kind of showing up during his case and then sleeping with him and then she giving him a tip libido, apparently so but it's always followed with some type of tip and he had already been asked for the tips he's like they have sex they finish and she's like i will tell you one thing it's like whoa, I'm, just, I'm still catching my breath that might be her kink that might be her thing it's just mm-hmm. like hey let's uh do the do the mattress mambo and then how I really get off is giving you hints. <laughs> who, who, nothing gets me hotter than medium stakes espionage. Uh, there's there's some of our episode title, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, all right, we can move on from this. If there's more, you can always bring it up a little uh, later. So let's go to, as I scroll way too far, uh, Luca and Carr. Luca and uh, Gary Carr. See you shrugging. Why are you shrugging? Oh, I'm just thinking about what's to come. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Someone else can. <laughs> we have still processing <laughs> how this ends up. The way they orchestrate the reveal of what's going on is masterful. Mm-hmm. And they absolutely got like the perfect level of actor. Because I feel like a lot of times when they have someone do something like this on a show, it is like someone who we, the audience, need to recognize, but it stretches incredulity to like see them on the show. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking very specifically, uh, just because I just finished watching it, uh, in the final season of The Sopranos, Ben Kingsley shows up as himself. And you're like, no, how? No, no way, no way. I believed it when John Favreau showed up and got beaten up, but this too far. <laughs> uh, but for this, especially when you have like 90% of New York's most recognizable actors in the same show, to have someone that the show needs to explain to you is an actor and is recognizable, <laughs> yeah. but that if you had watched up to season four of Downton Abbey, you'd probably be like, hey, it makes sense that he would be an actor on this show. Surely he's playing a character. Oh, the name's weird. And then to show that, no, he is just an actor, a working actor. I, amazing, (laughs) amazing. God, I wish more shows attempted something like this because it's so satisfying, so fun. And again, that word I keep using, playful. It is so playful. It feels like it is inviting the audience to have fun alongside the writers and the cast and crew who are putting the show together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on on that on that um, point, this definitely got trippy a little bit as far as like being meta and like explaining like how it should work and all that kind of thing. Um, but I am kind of like I I don't trust them just yet because uh, I feel like this is it's a, it's a lore, it's a ploy, it's a plot, uh, it's a scheme even um, because. The whole reason why Luca was uh, even met him was because they had tried to have her hurry Blum up because he's taking all, all, all along with like the depots or whatever. And um, if I said that right, and he, they said they even said it. She's like, uh, "Can you get like a first or second year or paralegal?" No, they they said he sends them on errands and they get distracted. And I'm like, oh, okay, other people get distracted, but not Luca. As soon as she walk in. Some gorgeous brown skinned man <laughs> claiming to be, the, and then Bloom Blum, Blum is just set, hyping him up crazy. He he did this, he did that, 
Uh, he's a good young black man uh, that happens to get aligned with a lot of things that you're into. Um, and, and he's from uh, Baltimore, by the way. Mm. Oh, he, he did great things in Baltimore. You should have seen him. Uh, when he was Me there, he was, uh... <laughs> Oh, man. But, uh, and as soon as he did all that, I'm like, oh, okay, that's Lucas' distraction. Great. And it didn't happen just yet. But yeah, that's, she's definitely... Why she... Okay. Can, can this company define what they need in their roles? Because she is the head of matrimony. She's doing every case but matrimony. If they made her the head of matrimony just for that one fucking episode with Melania or fake Melania, come on, son. But yeah, all right, I'm done. I'm sorry. Great. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love I love the short in this episode. Perfect. Um, <laughs> so fun. Uh, I again, I think like the middle part of the third season really does start to like slowly like take us down uh, the path of of more and more satirical and mm-hmm. meta and, and all of this this stuff that we're like we're getting a little more bonkers each episode in different ways. Like I don't think it always comes about the same way, but I loved this short so much of just like going right after it. Um, and being like, yeah, this is what would have been here. <laughs> I, I, what a what a fun concept for a high level TV show to play with. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is it's either this episode or the or or a future episode? Uh, is this where they have the conversation about how everything is television? I think it's the next episode. I think. Okay, I'll, then you know what, listeners at home, you'll have to wait. Four <laughs> minutes. Hear my thoughts on that one. Yeah. It was it was cool, yeah. Just Keen mentioned this earlier. Just kind of um, the meta fourth wall thing. Just how he talks about actors and mm-hmm. and you know they're actors, <laughs> you know. And Luca is an actor uh, and British. And so anyway, so that was uh, yeah, that was funny to watch. And then uh, the conversation is it okay to move into that, Mike. Yeah, they had. Um, oh, and also just love seeing Luca, uh, what's the word where you're trying to impress somebody like wooed and mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, that bottle of tequila, I didn't even know you could have a $2,500 bottle of tequila. <laughs> I want to taste it. I don't know I, how. I, I didn't know Downton Abbey was paying that well. <laughs> Seriously. It was, wow. Um, but yeah, it was nice to see, you know, her wooed. And of course, Marissa's nosy behind that's another boundary that was broken. <laughs> she showed up, talked about something, and wrote the address down, blah, blah, you know, and I'm like, oh no, she, that, that. so anyway, um, but yeah, it was nice to see her wooed, and uh, Jay kind of started this questioning with Luca in some previous episodes, but, you know, I, I see Luca as kind of the Beyonce of the good fight, and I, I know we're all familiar with, like, the SNL skit, like, the day Beyonce turned black, like, Luca's, mm-hmm. like, a safe, black character she's a character that makes white people feel very comfortable because she normally doesn't put that you know racism in your face and so even jay mentioned that like hey Mm -hmm. you never talk about these things and then so it was refreshing to hear her kind of call out gary a little bit about like his privilege of being british and being able to like use his accent um you know, as a, as a privilege, like he doesn't experience some discrimination that other Mm -hmm. african-americans would and so i was just like Okay, Luca, I see you. And 
thank you. <laughs> so uh, I love that they're doing that with, with her. And I don't know if it's because she's a mom now or because of the situation, but I like that they made that choice. This is Luca's lemonade, so to speak, season. So, yeah. Okay. Any other thoughts, <gasps> Luca and Carr? <laughs> I, I do appreciate uh, to you what you were saying uh, as far as like, and what the show brought up with the British accent that if, if any of our listeners ever need like a shortcut to like turn their code switching up to like 150%, go right for British accent. Because that yeah. does sort of shorthand, uh, you know, comfort. And I mean, the, the people that come up and like ask them for autographs, no one's asking him for autographs from the deuce. No one's asking for autographs from 21 Bridges, which he was also in. I do have his IMDb mm. pulled up right here because I was curious. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, they're asking for Downton Abbey. So I, I think I didn't pick up on that, that there's this commentary on like presenting safety that I think plays into a lot of what they're doing with Gary Carr as a character and the idea of like performance and authenticity in the modern era. I also just liked his little uh, quip about Luca being in the movie. <laughs> that was a, a yes. charming little joke. And they loved it. She's in him. She's going to be in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. If there's more, you can add it to the, uh, to the end. Let's head over to Blum. Uh, wreaking Havoc around this firm as he as he does just getting further and further the infection has grown uh and it, the wound is festering at this point uh so what what thoughts have you got well we we start off the episode with him just being like admit it <laughs> and i'm like oh, oh lord what's happening <laughs> uh yeah, yeah and just just the setup of, of that whole, he kind of reminds me of Neil Gross, just the way he interacts with black folks. He's like, oh, I've been, I've been surprised by this firm. You're competent, you're clean, you're articulate. And I'm like, Ugh. Um, so yeah, and he wants, he wants to be a part of the firm. I don't know why he wants to be a part of the firm. I, I don't know. I just don't trust him. I, I, I'm so glad that Adrian got aggressive with him. I'm not mm -hmm. that I'm, you know, about like violence or anything, but man, I was like someone like that. I was like, I was surprised, but I was happy <laughs> when he threw him up against the wall and mm -hmm. leave Cynthia alone. Leave yeah, that poor seriously. woman alone. Oh, yeah. And Those if are my you thoughts. Uh, are playing along at home and guess that Tia for her background for this podcast had <laughs> Adrian Bozeman uh, putting Roland Blum up against the wall. You just want something. Um, treat yourself. <laughs> treat yourself. Treat yourself. You deserve it. Um, put, put a hat on. Congratulations. You won yeah. the prize of wearing a hat. Yeah. Oh, uh, and that when he, I'm sorry, go ahead, Molly. Oh, no. Very small moment. Speaking of that dinner, when Liz replies to him and in his voice just goes balls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have that in my my notes. Yeah. The way Liz says balls. Yeah, it's so balls. Great. Balls. <laughs> balls. I love that. Um and one of the all-time best motherfuckers uh from Adrian Bozeman mm -hmm. when he finds out what's going on. So so good. And then just charges, we need a minute. And Mercer's like, you 
okay. And uh, yeah, just out of view, but where enough people can see him, just push him up against that wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. And he wasn't even, it wasn't like they were asking or an, or he wasn't asking to join the firm at that dinner, which is also funny because he wasn't invited. <laughs> He's there. It seems like he just got there like, oh, you're going to be going to dinner um, and just pops by. But he says, I've decided to join the firm. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Roland. Get the fuck out of here. Um, still enjoy him. Still enjoy him. Um, but now they're going after him. So they're trying to... Adrian asks Marissa to get all they know uh, about him suborning uh, perjury on the stand with um, the dietitian. Uh, what was it? Gerard something or other. Um, Gerard Solo, his dietitian. And they have him served, uh, which might be the next episode, I think. Um, but they're suing him. And uh, what does um, Judge Hazelwood say? Oh, nice knowing you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Says, we're, we're going after you. She says, uh, nice. Yeah. Nice knowing you. Yeah. yeah. And then he, he was, he was served this episode. Cause I also had this alternative background. Oh, that's where he's in the tattoo. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that was so good. The uh, oh, and his, yeah. Uh, oh, Adrian, you have unleashed the wrath of the nine plates and there will be weeping. And gnashing of teeth. Yeah, which is now, it's turning into Gilbert Godfrey slash um, Al Swearingen. By the end of this podcast, I want to hear everybody at some point hit. Uh, by blum. the end of this, this season, I want to hear a blum from everybody. Um, I got to gotta clear my house out to make sure I don't bother my family with that garbage. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that was perfect because they turn around uh, and they're looking at him. He finishes and then they just go back to doing what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it's a oh, biblical very outspringing not not uh that moment and the girl that was or the waitress that was like pouring the water incredibly slow just to look at gary <laughs> mm-hmm. i love them i love it started with that and then when it's when it um when it uh went to, to a different scene it finished with that so it was a great callback and like they're they're very quick Comedy jeans are so good; it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is just so freaking crude. I just noticed one note that we didn't discuss. Uh, just the the one line where he says that. Um, not that we need to discuss it, but he's like, oh, "I'm late. Got a, my two two p.m. hump." <laughs> you know, it's like, dude, oh, nasty, <laughs> nasty piece of shit. I know what um, that means. What? I do. Oh my god! Who told you? Have to put the this this is podcast. a family podcast. <laughs> Y'all, I literally I learned what a hog was like a year ago. <laughs> Were you there, Keen, when I learned what a hog was? <laughs> Where was this? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was at the theater. Oh, anyway, okay. there's just all these things I feel bad. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm <laughs> I did not I lived my whole life not knowing these phrases so that theater anyway. also not crossroads comedy theater uh, <laughs> although we do aim to educate all right uh what more on on blum blum's plans how they are going to in um uh, interfere with the firm how the firm is trying to put a stop to it what's up with charlotte and blum what Whoa. do they something do? really they, deep is that why she's a 
a, is there something to do with her being a judge? Oh, I really want to know. Me too. <laughs> Um, wait, okay, let me wait. Yeah. Can you can can Jack and wait, if there's if there's something, this is like without giving us away, but just if there is something going on with the two, are they allowed to just nod their heads? If there is something going, what was the question? If there's something going on between Judge Hazelwood and Roland Blum. Oh, I feel comfortable sharing this information. Do not make an explicit connection to my memory between Charlotte and Blum, but as the show goes on, we start to see that like they are in the same like realm of something. Okay. Yeah, I can live with that. That's fair. Thank you. Uh, oh. Any Feels more good. on on Blum? Not on Blum, but something going back to the case. Sure, what do you got? So Judge Eno, I, I was, so at the end when she was doing the verdict and everything, you had Adrian standing up, you had Diane. How come they didn't just say, we want you to rec recuse yourself? Like I was waiting for them to say that and they stood up like they were gonna challenge her, but they never did. I thought it was cause, uh, cause then you gotta figure out how or why and present an actual good point besides you're on the take. And I can't oh. tell you why uh, I know it. that, but you're on the take. So that's what I thought. No proof. Yeah. He didn't want to spill those beans. Dang yep. it. Oh, I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> and they did too, just stand up, jaws dropped. Like, <laughs> it was such a teaser because it's like, I mean, they knew that going in, but I think I was like, am I missing something? Because both Adrian and Diane stood up and then sat back down. So mm -hmm. I think I was just wishing they would say something. Uh, Okay. Uh, one other small thing, just in that case, is when they go back, um, the barista, oh, tough loss. <laughs> you wanted it oh, this yeah. way. <laughs> Real tough loss. Real right. sad for you. <laughs> Get out of here, right. hacker. I mean. Uh, all right, let's hit those uh, winners and losers. Oh, wait, we didn't talk about the kiss. Oh, what do you got? <laughs> what do you got? Well, it was a callback kiss. You did the whole, Gary Carr did the whole, I forgot my wallet. Oh, the wallet thing, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then he turned around and they just knew. And it was when she, you know, she just put Joey to sleep. Mm -hmm. And it was so cute. It was a very nice moment. Yeah. You guys, she kissed somebody other than Colin. Yeah. That is a good, that is. It's I mean, let's thing. let's move into winners and losers because I think that's going to be <laughs> someone's justification. Okay. Uh. Was it another love interest for Colin? Not for Luca. Was yes. a lock? You're, you're I thought it was a lock for like last, season two. Last season. Was Living it? in the past. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, Fired. We are we are moving oh. at a breakneck speed. Okay? That's true. <laughs> and you got to keep up or get out. That's true. We were we were we were we were doing a lack of days a lack of days ago release structure of one podcast a week, and then the Kings had to go and drop drop that date on us. Yeah, we're doing like. Yeah. What six a week now at this point? Jesus. Yes. Oh, and we're not even gonna have time for the inevitable uh, spinoff evil podcast before the second <laughs> season of that. Well, because that's even sooner, yeah. That's sooner, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's the twentieth, and Good Fight's twenty fourth. Wow. Man, that is a that's a big week. Come on, Kings. Mm -hmm. You listen. You know how fast we're moving with this thing. All right. Trying our best. Um. Yeah, and one other small thing I do want to bring up, and I think Keen mentioned it on a 
podcast uh, previously, so much rain every day. Mm-hmm. Every day it's raining. Yeah. Um, so there's that general storm that's hanging over, and then they even call it up in different things with the drip, drip, drip. Uh, sort of sort of stuff tying it into the political side of things and the release of information and all that stuff which they do a little bit in the next episode um i think it's the next episode yeah um, but yeah, yeah. it's uh, An- another another great thematic choice that i i love that runs through this season mm-hmm. and also probably saves them from having to spend money on any uh external sets <laughs> yeah. uh, still everything right, inside let's hit them winners and losers uh winners jack uh, for winners, uh, I think I gotta go, uh, with Gary Carr, uh, you know, uh, you know, he, he, he falters a little bit with Luca, but, you know, ends on the up and up, uh, he's getting a very interesting learning opportunity, uh, and, uh, this is, uh, one of his higher, uh, IMDb credits, so Gary Carr, the mm-hmm. actor, not just the character, solid win too, you know, hey, I, I, I don't think of the Deuce's Gary Carr. I don't think of Downton Abbey's Gary Carr. I think of the Good Fight's Gary Carr. Mm. All right, Molly. Um, I'm I'm gonna say Liz, just because I I I really did like her conversation with Diane about disenfranchised voters and and really honestly providing a real justification for why either of them would get involved in such a situation and um also i just like her <laughs> sure, sure sure tia uh winner i guess it's more winners uh it's not what you think this can be, can be grouped together because i'm gonna <laughs> say uh louisa and goldie because they're the ones who are the diehard downton mm-hmm. abbey fans who recognize gary carr uh, which kind of led to all of the events with Luca, Zikis, all of those things. So, yeah. Gotcha. Keen. Oh, man. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Luca. Um, she's holding her spot down as the head matrimony by not doing any cases, which is a smooth, smart, effective move. Um, she getting her groove back. Got baby Joey chilling. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got to watch the short because apparently she couldn't afford to uh, get the clip either. So I think that's a good move. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I'm not 100% sure, but I thought when she closed the laptop, she might have enjoyed herself that night. So all around <laughs> winner. Okay. Oh, Keen. What? Um... What, do you, what do you want from me? <laughs> I am going to go with one of my favorite characters in the good verse, and that is the process server that got to serve uh, Roland Blum. And not just that, but read the shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, how do you know that? Uh, yes. I was bored. I had time. Uh, so, yeah, he's like, with a hey, have a blessed day. By this. <laughs> which, <laughs> yeah, fuck which you. <laughs> it might, I don't know if it's legal to read those if you're not the recipient, but he also seems to be Chicago's only process server. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he's yeah. really got a monopoly. He can do what he wants. Yeah, he, he answers those emails so damn fast when the requests go out. Um, <laughs> all right, and the losers, Keen. My loser, hmm. You know what? This is this is this is. Uh, I think I'm gonna call this a. Ah, so my, mm, 
I'm sorry. I want to say Julius because of what's going to happen or what's coming because uh, when he got the, or when he got the, the interview, kind of like to get his way back into it. Blum, and this is the previous episode, but Blum had that one line. It was like, when I say, uh, when I say I need you, you come running. It's like, I'm just kidding. No, he wasn't. That's dead serious. You owe mm-hmm. him. And he's definitely yeah. like in the crosshairs now. So yeah, I'll stick with that. I'll stay with Julius for a foreboding uh, loser, to, loser to come. Yeah, that's a, it's a good point. And one we did not bring up earlier, uh, he's like, you know, he just wants a head count on where this, this boat stands or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Tia. Uh, loser this episode, I'm going to say Blum because, uh, you know, you got Sir, he's on the outside of the tent. Uh, his metaphor, the thing you said about peeing on the inside or the outside of the tent, I don't remember what he said, but he's on the outside of the firm. And boo on him, once again, for bothering poor Cynthia. Uh, and he got pushed up against the wall by Adrian. He's just definitely uh, the opposite of a winner this episode. He said something like, this is hurting. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's supposed to hurt. You're being mm-hmm. choked against the wall. Um, Molly. Um, mine is Blum's dietitian because, uh, what a or bummer. Solo. <laughs> yeah. Solo. Uh, yeah. What a tough spot to be in. Just trying to do your job. The dimes were dropped. Jack. Uh, I'm going to say second helix. Uh, because for the majority of the episode, uh, and probably the case so far, the second most competent person to look at any of their files was actor Gary Carr from Captain <laughs> Abbey, the Deuce and the Good Fight. <laughs> so that case is not getting worked on. They got uh, pending classes up the wazoo. They're not getting what they paid for. Uh, I'm going to agree with Blum in this episode as the, uh, the loser as well, for reasons previously stated. All right, uh, that will do it for this episode, season three, episode seven, the one where Diane and Liz topple democracy. Thank you, Tia. Thank you, Keen. Thank you, Molly. Thank you, Jack. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.